are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Wright Hillpiper, and before we get into things today, I want to thank you all for making the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts at and also on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I know there has been a delay, and I apologize for that. I got my new mic today. I got it all set up, Um, so hopefully I can start YouTube either today or tomorrow. Um, as, as soon as I know that my, my mic is running good and that my audio quality is back to where it needs to be, then I will be all set up and ready to go. I went out and spent a bunch of money on getting a webcam as well as a new mic. So hopefully things should be fixed. And I switched my web browser so that my recording thing, uh, the, like the software we use for recording should be a little bit better now. Um, so there's a few things that I want to talk about today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than it usually is. Uh, my first segment, we're going to be talking about um, the NIL race for Iowa, um, how they're doing with that. If you don't know what that is, that is name, image, and likeness um, that the NCAA has finally approved for college athletes. I also want to talk about one of Iowa's newest football recruits, Preston Rise. And then for stories of the day, I have two of them today uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, And we will get into that a little bit later. So the first thing, as I mentioned, the name, image, and likeness race that Iowa has gotten themselves into. um, Some people think they might be, you know, a little slow, a little, um, a little slow off the gun here. So uh, Rob Howe wrote a wrote and posted an article today about Iowa's current academic and athletic expenses, including the fact that Iowa may be slightly behind. Um, When you talk in terms of NIL deals for current Hawkeye athletes, uh, Rob defines the way that Iowa spends money by describing it sort of like uh, like it's a pie um, and that each piece of the pie is a different expense that Iowa has, whether it be operation expenses, salaries, scholarships, et cetera, you know, all that kind of stuff. So now Gary Barda, who is Iowa's athletic director, and for those of you um, for those of you who don't know him, he is Iowa's athletic director and those him as well as those in positions bef- in the, in his position before him have pretty much kept budget percentages, um, like what percentage of the budget goes to which expense for each of the different expenses, relatively the same, uh, obviously adjusting over time for inflation and stuff like that. But now with the NCAA passing the NIL legislation, there's an entirely new expense that Iowa has to worry about. Uh, and we all know that the NCAA dragged its feet for a very long time when it came to players making money off of their image, whether it be brand deals, ambassadorships, commercials, representation, pretty much everything from having your own meal at McDonald's to having your own custom shoe, pretty much. Uh, obviously, this had caused, caused schools to figure out you know, their own way to uh, get top recruits to come play for their sports teams. And a lot of those different ways that schools chose happened to be, you know, a little less than legal, I would say. 
uh, like offering potential recruits money under the table or having a local car dealership. This is one example that I thought was crazy. Having a local car dealership give the athlete a new car courtesy of a quote-unquote heavy donation uh, from the school. And this new NIL deal was supposed to, you know, help stop that from happening um, and also allow athletes to, you know, make money um, by just being who they are and being, you know, a good athlete. But, you know, just as well as I do, that because athletes can now make money off of their own, you know, image and like this, that's that's not enough to get, you know, to get them to go to um, certain schools. And it didn't stop schools from, you know, cutting recruits a check. Um, and that has been a major problem in the past. We've seen it with a lot of uh, power five schools. Um, a lot of, you know, big name schools like Alabama has had scandals like that in the past. They, uh, with, you know, paying recruits to come play for them and stuff like that. It's, it's been a problem in the NCAA for a very long time. Um, mostly because of, you know, there not being a name image and likeness legislation present. Um, so now that that's happening, the NCAA was hoping to cut back on that, but it hasn't really happened. But now there's a lot of colleges and universities that have started this thing called a quote unquote collective. Basically, this means that not only athletes can get paid through their on the field performance or on the court, on the mat, whatever it is, but they can also get paid for their class slash academic performance. Now, Barta and Coach Ferentz have made it known that a collective is currently in the works for the University of Iowa that may be able to start next year. But the question that Rob, as well as I have, is, is that going to be enough to get kids to you know come play for certain schools? And in theory, yes, it will be, but that's not exactly you know an easy question to answer with 100% certainty. Now, the way that Rob answered this question in his article really made me take a step back and think about how the NIL legislation is really going to affect bigger schools in the long run. Uh, Rob said, quote, if Ferentz can make $7 million a year and his coordinators, Phil Parker and Brian Ferentz, along with Barta, make around a million each annually, it'd be tough to convince anyone that the money isn't there. Men's basketball coach Fran McCaffrey earns $2.9 million roughly. Women's basketball coach Lisa Blutter makes around $1 million. And wrestling coach Tom Brands is compensated more than $500,000 a year. That brings us to, or excuse me, that brings us back to the pie analogy. There's a good chance these new collectives will approach many of the same donors they did to make the previous pie. The pie will probably get bigger. But now it will, but it will grow enough to add a excuse me, it will grow enough to add a sufficiently sized piece of student athletes or will the size of the other slices need reducing? You may be noticing the economy isn't great. Deep pocketed individuals will kick in more for the collective, but others may ask their donations to be split up between the original pie slices and the new mouth to feed. Still others may not be on board with student athlete compensation, creating another challenge for fundraisers. And this is absolutely right. Um, I one, first of all, I 100% agree with the NIL deal. That is amazing. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that happen. It's needed to happen for a very long time. And if you remember back in the day when they had, you know, when Madden was making these, uh, these 2K college games, these 2K college football games, these guys weren't making money off of being, you know, in those games, which isn't right because if you're in Madden or NBA 2K or whatever it is, as a professional athlete, you made money from that. You made money from people using your name, image, and likeness. Um, so I think it's been it's been long overdue that the NCAA did this kind of thing. And I think it's really showed because hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands 
of athletes have now been able to get these brand deals and sponsorships that they've been after since they started college. And one big example of that is Barstool Sports. Um, they, you know, started sponsoring athletes. They sponsor thousands of athletes all over the country now. Um, and that's just one way, you know, the athletes can start to, you know, start to push themselves through college because a lot of these athletes don't necessarily, some of them are walk-ons, some of them don't have scholarships, some of them um, don't have full ride scholarships. So they still have to pay for these classes that they're taking in college apart from the sports that they're playing. So it's really beneficial that the NCAA finally decided to pass something like this. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm very glad that they finally decided to do something like this after, you know, dragging their feet on the subject for so, so very long. The second thing I want to talk about today is Iowa's newest recruit, Preston Rise. Before we get into that, I want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is, oh, so amazing. This is the time of the year where I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. This year, I'm sticking to eating right thanks to Built Bar. It's almost not even like a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. And if you haven't tried the puffs, you need to. You are missing out. They are so, so good. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They are so, so good, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are now a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, including a cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. They are so, so good. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. As I mentioned, the puffs are included. They are low in calorie, high in protein. You can replace your candy bars with these, your protein bars, your protein shakes, whatever it is. Those can all go. Go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be absolutely blown away. As I mentioned, high in calories, or excuse me, low in calories, high in protein, high in fiber, low in carbs. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and about 17 grams of protein. So they are absolutely amazing and they are so worth the price. So if you want to get a little bit knocked off of that price, Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, that code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order at built.com. Okay, so the second thing I want to talk about today, as I mentioned, Iowa's newest football recruit, Preston Rise. This past weekend, Iowa's football program offered a scholarship to an in-state recruit by the name of Preston Rise. Rise is a six-foot-two 205 pound linebacker out of Monticello, Iowa in the class of 2024. And the offer came from Iowa after rise was asked to come watch Iowa's spring practice on Saturday. Iowa is the second school to offer rise a scholarship behind Iowa state. And currently there's a few other big 10 schools who are interested in, in him, including Nebraska and Wisconsin to name a couple rise talked about the offer in a statement saying quote it was a great day watching practice i've been down there multiple times to a game a junior day and a practice with my coach recently my parents and i went down there yesterday again and after practice i had a chance to talk to some players and coach wallace we also talked with coach ference he then informed me that they would like me to be a hawkeye which was a big surprise honestly i'm going to stay open to anything and just play all four sports and compete with my high school teams by the way his high school teams are very, very good. In his sophomore season at Monticello, Rise was able to rack up a total of 65 and a half tackles, 18 tackles for loss, and eight and a half sacks on the defensive side of the ball. And on the offensive side of the ball, he was even better. Believe it or not, this kid, 6'2, 205 pounds, was even better. 200 or 200, 2,594 passing yards, 1,343 rushing yards. And 34 total touchdowns, arguably making his offensive campaign better than his defensive campaign is in his sophomore season. This kid is a stud. 
on the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. And when you get to, you know, these small town Iowa schools, like, you know, where I'm from or Monticello, whatever it is, Brooklyn, Monticello, Montezuma, all those, all those smaller schools that don't have a lot of guys, you get guys who are playing on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. You know, you're down in that one, two A classes, you know, once you start getting up into three and four A classes, you might not have to play both sides of the ball. But this kid's an absolute stud. I mean, come on. Over 2,500 passing yards and 1,300 rushing yards as a sophomore in high school? That's crazy. Personally, I think he's a better offensive player than he is a defensive player. He is being recruited as a linebacker due to his size, obviously. But the kid's the kid's stellar. I think he would probably be better um, in college as a linebacker, per se, um, than he would be at the quarterback spot. But it, there's no denying his numbers. They are absolutely insane. And, you know, for a guy that is playing a very, very physical position on defense like linebacker, you know, he's getting beat up, he's getting hit, he's getting knocked around, he's doing the hitting, he's making tackles, he's getting sacks, all that sort of thing. It becomes extremely hard for a guy like that to play on the offensive side of the ball as well. So it's it's great to see that there, there are guys out there, especially in the state of Iowa, these young guys that can, you know, perform that well, perform up to this, you know, incredibly high unrealistic standard of being able to play on both sides of the ball for an entire football game for a whole 48 minutes. So it's, it's incredible to see that he's able to do that. And it's, it's nice to see that Iowa can see his potential on the defensive side of the ball as well. So hopefully he, you know, he can maybe shine a little bit at Iowa if he decides to come to Iowa. Um, But if not, then, somebody's going to get very lucky with a very, very talented athlete on their team when his time comes to make a decision on where he's going to go. Now, the stories of the day, I've got two of them today. As I mentioned, one is about Tyler Lindenbaum. The other one is about Jamari Harris. We'll get into that in just a second. Before we get into that, I want to talk about Rock Auto. Save money and time when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything that you could possibly need from brake parts to you know tail lights, motor oil, new carpet for that 79 Camaro you have sitting in your garage. Whatever it is, they've got it. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Once again, that is rockauto.com. Go ahead, find out where you know, find out what you need, find out the price for it. They're going to be good. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Absolutely amazing over there. I've used them personally myself for my own vehicles. My dad has as well. They have an amazing, amazing collection, reliably low prices. And it's all the parts your car will ever need. Once again, that is rockauto.com. So the stories of the day. The first one that I want to talk about today is Tyler Linderbaum. And I will I will admit to you, there is not a whole lot of point to me telling you this. It's just, it's funny to me. It's really hilarious. So I was Iowa on Big Ten. Uh, their Twitter page posted a video on Twitter where they had Tyler Linderbaum rate his skills in sort of like a Madden type way, uh, like a scale of one to 99 sort of thing. And I thought some of his answers were pretty interesting. So I thought I'd share them with you. First of all, he gave himself an overall grade uh, of a B plus, which sounds 
pretty fair, right? Um, it makes sense to me. Uh, well, <laughs> he was first asked to rate his speed as a center, and he gave himself a 90 overall. His throwing power, a 92. Elusiveness, an 82. Trucking abilities, 99. And that's definitely one that I agree with. Kid can hit for sure. I don't know why I called him a kid. He's definitely older than I am, but whatever. <laughs> Tackling, a 99. He gave himself an 88 overall, which I don't know if this was you know supposed to be sort of like a sarcastic and comical type of, you know, interview or whatever. But I, I don't know about that 90 overall speed, you know, for, for a center. He's he's pretty big boy. I don't know. I don't know if 90 is quite the right, uh, uh, excuse me. I don't know if 90 is quite the right, the uh, right rating for that. But the, uh, the 82 elusiveness, that's an interesting one as well. I completely agree with the 99 overall trucking and tackling. The throwing power, I don't know. I've never seen him throw, so maybe maybe 92 is accurate for that. But like I said, he gave himself an 88 overall, which, I mean, seems seems like seems right to me. Now, they also asked him to do some real-life ratings, um, if you will. He gave himself a 72 overall as a cook, an 85 overall for cleaning, a 22 overall for texting people back, and a solid 12 overall at dancing. Now, I've never seen him dance before, but come on. I am I think I'm better than a 12 overall, and I cannot dance. Dancing is not, not something that runs in my family whatsoever. Texting back, I'm probably right around that 22 range myself. 85 for cleaning. Mine's probably a solid 40. Um, 72 overall as a cook. He gave himself, I think I'm a 90 overall as a cook. I think I'm a pretty good cook. He said that he gave himself a 72 overall because he can cook eggs. Eggs are hard to make. I think I could do better, but whatever. (laughs) As I mentioned earlier, there wasn't really all that much of a point to me telling you about this. I just thought that it was, it was funny. And if you don't follow Iowa on big Ten's Twitter page, go check them out. They're hilarious. They, they do stuff quite a bit. Um, so I, I saw that on Twitter yesterday and I was like, I, I got to talk about this on the podcast. This is just too funny. Um, with that being said, the second thing that I want to talk about today is Jamari Harris. Now I am sure that all of you guys, um, heard about, um, Jamari Harris being arrested, uh, in Iowa city this past Sunday. Now, um, I debated whether or not to talk about this. Because it's already been talked about a lot on social media quite a bit. And I I knew I was going to have some very strong opinions about it. So in order to keep myself as professional as possible and only report the facts, I'm going to read to you the short article written by John Stepp uh, from the Gazette. Uh, He put out this article. This is not not content that I wrote out. I'm reading this to you. I want to give him, you know, the credit for what he, what he wrote. Um, But as I mentioned, I I wanted to stay or wanted to keep my opinions away from this situation. I wanted to uh, keep, you know, quote unquote politics out of this sort of thing. So I'm just I'm going to give you the straight up facts and let you know um, what exactly is going on. So Iowa cornerback Jamari Harris was arrested early Sunday morning on a charge of operating while intoxicated. The arrest happened at 2.46 a.m. Sunday at the intersection of Riverside Drive and Myrtle Avenue in Iowa City according to the Iowa City Police Department. The officer said Harris, who was driving a 2015 Reg Dodd Dart, 
was stopped for driving without headlights and had bloodshot eyes, impaired speech and balance, and smelled of ingested alcohol. Harris admitted he had been drinking. The officer said his blood alcohol concentration was 0.096%, according to a data master result in the police complaint. The legal limit for driving in Iowa is 0.08%. An Iowa football team spokesperson spokesperson, excuse me, said the athletics department will follow quote unquote normal procedures and Harris is subject to the rules and regulation of the department's student athlete code of conduct. Harris started seven games last season at cornerback as a sophomore in 2021 and was listed as a first team cornerback on the 2022 spring depth chart. Now, the only part of my opinion that I'm going to insert into this story is how I think it will affect his game in the upcoming season. Obviously, Iowa has had a couple issues with um, guys getting suspended before for stuff like this, um, and those were, you know, one to two game suspensions. So I think that I think that that is probably where he is going to be at, where Harris is going to be at suspension wise. Um, whether or not I think it will affect his game, honestly, probably not. You know, it's, it's not, it's not something like he got, you know, in a car accident, like a a drunk driving accident or anything like that. Um, he made a bad decision. He got caught making that bad decision and now he has to pay the consequences for it. So it's not, it's not something that I think is going to, you know, hinder his ability to be a good athlete, uh, in the upcoming season. Obviously he will have to serve that suspension and that will be up to the student athlete code of contact code of conduct that Iowa has set in place for all of their athletes. It's just it's it's an unfortunate situation, and it's sad to see somebody who is as talented as Jamari Harris get in trouble for you know something as you know preventable as this is. Um, but as I mentioned, it's it's you know it's done. It happened. It's in the past. We've got to move on from it. He is, he's going to serve, or I shouldn't say serve. I don't believe he's going to jail. Um, he will, you know, he will have his suspension and he will, you know, face the consequences for his decision. But when it comes to, you know, his game, I don't think it's going to affect the level of play that he will be at when he comes back from his suspension. Now, who will replace him? I, I have no idea. Honestly, it could be a number of different guys, but it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Iowa's, you know, choice is going to do. Maybe Ferentz will, you know, take him out for longer than his suspension is just based off of principle. But as I said, I, it's not, it's not going to affect his game in any way. I don't believe. And if it does, then that that's something that he has control over. Um, he, he can't let this affect the way that he plays coming off of a suspension. Obviously he's going to have, you know, a little less playing time than the rest of the guys, but it's, it's a decision that he has to make um, in order to not let it affect how he plays on the field and, you know, how he does off the field. Um, but as I mentioned, this is, it's, it's, it's a tough situation and he will face the consequences for what he did. Um, and we just have to, you know, kind of take that with a grain of salt um, and see how he does in the upcoming season. Uh, I'm sure that I will know uh, when a, when a decision is made on what his suspension will be. Um, how long it will be. I, I wouldn't guess it'd be more than one to two games based on the past issues that I always had with this. Uh, but, you know, it could be more. I, I don't think it'll be anything less than two games, but uh, we will we'll have to wait and see. As I mentioned, once I know, I will let all of you guys know uh, what decision 
decision is made uh, when it comes to the code of conduct that Iowa has put in place. So thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I hope the audio quality was a little bit better today with this new mic that I got. Um, I will make sure I check it out before I get it posted. Uh, but once again, thank you all for being so patient um, with with the uh, you know slight problems that we've been having in the last few episodes. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate all of you guys that have come over here uh, from YouTube to uh, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever it is to to continue listening to the podcast. I really appreciate that. Make sure you go follow uh, Locked on Iowa on Twitter and on Instagram as well. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Rye Hill. You're welcome to go follow me on both of those. Those are both my personal accounts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into the episode and we will see you all tomorrow.